0: Hello and welcome to GTFO. This is our podcast recording, which goes out on every alternate Friday. So, we are the Grow Traffic team. Simon Daly, introduce yourself.
1: Well, I'm Simon Daly from Grow Traffic.
0: Yeah. Uh, Rachel Weinhold,
1: introduce yourself.
0: I'm Rachel Weinhold. I'm also from Grow Traffic. So for those of you who don't know, Grow Traffic is an SEO and search marketing agency based in Lancashire and Yorkshire. So we look at all things digital marketing, but we always do it with an SEO slant because SEO is the best, isn't it, Simon Daly?
1: Um, it is certainly one of the good ones.
0: Yes. It's the, it's- uh, and,
1: and that's exactly why we're talking about emails today.
0: Yes, exactly. Why we're talking about emails. <laughs> um, so, uh, if Can we start you, this again? If we- you haven't tuned into uh, last week's episode of GTFO, we were talking about email newsletters. We give you five top tips on how to do the whatever the thing is that we're talking about correctly so last week it was five top tips on how to get your email newsletters right and how to get your emailing right generally um so yeah you made a very good point simon dally what what on earth do email newsletters have to do with search marketing
1: not a damn what really i mean most people receive um lots of spammy emails about search marketing do you want to buy some links off me do you want me to do your seo for you that's 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 where most people experience emails and and SEO at the same time
0: mm. Well, also, the other thing is, I mean, when when we talk about uh, kind of search marketing and what we do, so when we work with any customer that we are working with, our end goal for them is always to grow the traffic to their website. And we always say that we will use the full range of digital marketing tools that are in our arsenal in order to grow the traffic back to your website. And, you know, if any of you have ever looked at your Google Analytics from your website, you will know that one of the things it measures when it looks at traffic acquisition, so where is your traffic coming from. Uh, One of the things it will measure actually is your email newsletters. So whilst ostensibly on the face of it, you might think, well, you know, actually, what what on earth have email newsletters got to do with SEO and search marketing and growing traffic? Um, They can be one of the tools that you use to get people uh, onto your website a little bit more. And then obviously, the more people you've got on your website, the more they're staying, the more they're clicking, the more they're looking around, all of them, all of those good kind of metrics then go to the search engines to indicate that this is a a good website that's being used as a resource and all the rest of it one of the other things that we always say to people is you know if you are producing content onto your website whether that be blogs or knowledge bank articles or how-to guides whatever it is you then need a way of telling your audience that you've been putting new content onto your website and obviously social media is one of the big channels that people will use to to inform their audience that there's fresh content on the website to look at but an email news Newsletter is also a really good way of doing that because you're sending it out to your existing database of, of customers, past customers, potential customers, um, and saying there's more content on our website, guys. Go and have a look at it. So yeah, it, it does seem a little bit disjointed at first, but you know, email newsletters are a tool that that we use both within grow Traffic and for our customers, aren't they? So they're they're quite useful in their way.
1: Oh, they're, they're really important, and and it's a it is an important part of of uh, the different digital marketing channels and tactics that you can use.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what we're going to do today is we are going to, I'm just going to recap for you in case you haven't listened to last week's episode or you haven't watched watched uh, on YouTube or Facebook last week's episode. I'm just going to recap the five points that we went through there. And then what we're going to do is that Simon Daly and I are going to have a look at four email newsletters or, or four kind of email uh, messages that we have had. Simon Daly has very handily pointed out that the first one of these isn't even an email Newsletter. Um, But it it does demonstrate some of the things that I'm going to tell you not to do. So I thought it was it was worth having a look at. Um, And we'll just look through three examples and and sort of say what's good about them, what's bad about them, how could they do better? Um, So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the the five tips that we went through last week. So the question that we asked was: email newsletters, are they even still worth bothering about? And, you know, as you can tell from my introduction, the conclusion that we came to was Yes, they absolutely are. But do not expect miracles from them. The open rates and the read rates and the click through rates for email newsletters has been steadily decreasing over the last few years. And nowadays, you know, whereas people used to expect a kind of 20 to 30 percent click through rate on an email newsletter, you won't get that. You know, if you if you've got something between two and five percent, you're probably doing something really well. And um, so I think that it's really important that we put it into that context that you're not going to get the same phenomenal results out of it that you used to. But if you put them and understand where they sit in the greater digital marketing eco they're very much worth doing. So a five five tips on how to, to do them well. First of all, have a goal and understand what you are trying to do with this email newsletter. Don't try and do everything in the one email newsletter. Are you offering a, a discount code, for example? Are you promoting a new product or a new service? Are you giving somebody an update about your business? Are you providing them with information? Understand what the purpose of that email newsletter is and stick to that one purpose. Don't try and fit everything into every single email newsletter. Number two, don't forget your calls to action. People do this all the time. They'll send out an email newsletter and it's absolutely not clear what they want us to do off the back of that. So be really clear. What do you want somebody to do? Do you want them to go and visit your website to buy a product? Do you want them to read your latest blog post? Do you want them to fill out a survey? Do you want them to follow you on social media? Have one clear goal and be really clear about that throughout multiple points throughout the email newsletter. Number three, keep it short and sweet and don't send them too often. So this is one of the biggest mistakes I think people make these days is they'll send, you know, weekly or even daily email newsletters and and they're just not going to, you know, everybody's inbox is absolutely rampacked these days. So fewer, but better is the way to go with your email newsletters. Uh, Number four, keep it clean. That doesn't mean you can't swear on it, although swearing is probably not a great idea. Um, But what we mean by that is keep your email database clean. Make sure it's GDPR compliant to begin with. Make sure the people who are on it have actually agreed to sign up for your email newsletter and that you have a genuine reason for emailing them. But also segment that list so that if you are talking to your potential customers, for example, they are getting a message that's tailored to them and you're not just blanket bombarding guarding people with an irrelevant message the more relevant to that individual person you can make that email the more impactful it is going to be And number five, test, review and adapt. Use your analytics, use your Google analytics, use the analytics that your email platform gives you, use your analytics that um, any of your kind of social media, anything uses you, talk to people as well and figure out what's working, what's not working, listen to constructive criticism and keep improving it uh, rather than giving up. Dali, anything you want to add in terms of the kind of tips generally?
1: I suppose with a few of the things that you've said great advice however just bear in mind that as always with digital marketing it depends yeah. because many of the things that you said are applicable to certain businesses and not to others um for example it may be okay for your business to send out a daily newsletter or a daily kind of updated email um in certain situations and and, and we receive one from uh, harrow which is uh help uh, to, uh you know, news, uh, helping out a, a journalist kind of email newsletter yeah, that gets sent out. Around. Help a reporter out. I was trying to think the of the name of it. Um, that's how uh, I know. I know it's Harrow. Can't think what mm-hmm. what it's actually called. Uh, but but yeah, so something like that is really valuable to get every day and maybe several times a day. And, and if you're engaged with it, if you're um, engaged with that company and, and what they're actually uh, distributing, then then it doesn't matter, it's a, it's a different mm. question. You know, when we were at Skittle, we used to send out a weekly um, post and that was personalized to, to your previous browsing and buying preferences. Um, and so it had a massive open rate um, because people knew that it was personalized to them. Um, depends yeah. on how, how engaged your audience is. You, yeah. you, you get a feel for that based on the unsubscribe rate as well. That's That's mm. a, always a good place to look.
0: Yeah, it is. And you're absolutely right. I mean, this is, this is one of the things we talked about last week. And I don't want to run, obviously, last week's session. If, you, if you're interested in for hearing more about those top tips, please do go back and listen to that session, uh, which is available on Facebook. It's available on YouTube. And it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but yeah, one of the things we were saying last week, uh, one of the examples that I used actually as a good example, was that I'd bought a, a, a pony-o, which is an accessory for my hair. And from the day that my pony-o arrived the company sent me five emails one day after another, which sounds like that would really get on your bloody nerves. But actually, they weren't emailing me to say, buy another ponio. You know, they knew I had just bought a ponio. And what they were emailing me with was, these are ways that you can use it. These are different hairstyles that you can do. You know, this if you're going to a wedding, you can try this hairstyle. So actually, they were giving me hints and tips on how to better use the product. And then they stopped. And I would imagine that they're not now going to email me for a while until they they deem that I'm ready for another to buy another ponyo. So yeah, you know, absolutely, it, it depends, and there are different ways of doing it. Y- you have to fundamentally understand your audience, don't you, and understand what they're looking for and at what times.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, also the difference. Like I, like I think I mentioned before, we're, we're about to look for a, a range of um, emails, and we're kind of wanted to talk about email newsletters because that's what most small businesses. We'll send out in terms of newsletters, maybe we'll do it once a month, or once every every now and then. Once every every time they remember that they've not done it for a few months, they'll uh, send a newsletter out. However, um, there are different types of emails that we'll be looking at as well today. So, such as outreach emails, where we're actively, you know, going out to people that don't have any uh interaction with that business already and we're mm. trying to convert them into a customer or emails like you just mentioned where there's a trigger point and there's an automation flow in the background that says i've bought this product therefore in order to use that product effectively i'll need to get these emails at a certain amount of time mm. after the purchase
0: and what I, you know I, what I really liked about the pony which I don't think I did mention last night but the uh, last time but the reason this is a good example is it, it's it's essentially it's essentially essentially a hair bubble that's what you know it's just a different type of hair bubble um, and what they've obviously identified is the fact that people will buy this and think all they can do is do a ponytail and so they're not going to come back and buy another one and blah 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 so they have figured out that there is a, a problem not necessarily with people buying it but with people knowing what to do with it after they've got it. And that's what they're addressing. And that has clearly come from some really deep and detailed customer research. They've obviously spoken to their customers after the point of sale and said, what are are your problems now? And I think, you know, if you take nothing else away from us today, that's a key thing is, talk to your audience understand what what do they need what information do they need before the point of sale what information do they need after it and what information do they need to then keep them coming back to you so for example do they not understand that you do a follow up product or service do they not understand that you can then offer this other thing that adds on to the thing that you've just bought so you know make sure you're having those conversations with your customers at all stages of the buyer journey and after it so that you can get this email newsletter in right because if you can do that, um, you know it, it, it just makes this this whole email newslettering process so much more impactful. Anyway, let, that's enough waffle, isn't it? Let's let's move on now to we're going to look at as I said four examples. Now, this first one, um, we're not calling people out here. I just want to say that we're we're not picking on people. What what I tried to do with this was pick four different email newsletters that that were done in very different ways from very different types of services that I have received over the past week. And I just wanted to use them as examples of what was good and what was bad. So the first one we're looking at, as you've quite rightly said, it's not an email newsletter. Um, It's from a company who say that they are a. USA based company and they are offering seo services so there are a few things that i picked up on here that that really just didn't hit the mark for me first of all you know they're selling seo services and they've they've Clearly, you know, they've put growtraffic.co.uk. It's obviously just an auto thing because they've done, hello, growtraffic.co.uk. I was on growtraffic.co.uk and I found certain issues in the design and development, which could result in your decreased traffic. Now, first of all, they haven't addressed me personally. So I know that they've just done an auto-fill on that. Secondly, we don't have decreasing traffic. So, you know, they've, they've, they've taken a, a one size fits all thing and, and attracted it here. Uh, the other things that annoyed me about this were that the English was terrible. The grammar was terrible, the way it's written. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Dali? Any any points on here as to what they're doing wrong? Uh,
1: I mean, straight away, the, um, you, you're absolutely right in terms of the way that they have used a uh, kind of c- cutty cooker template and they've just stuck our, um, they've just injected our url into that the other thing is you always the the first link that you want in a uh, an email should be taking them to the place where you want them to go yeah because the first link is always always gets the highest clicks so straight away they've got a link in there right at the top hello traffic.co.uk. so straight away they're linking back to our own website Mm so they'll lose a significant number of, of people if they want to try and convert them um but yeah generally it, it's just it's just really bad there's there's a couple of there's a couple of good things with it so they've sent it from a genuine domain um rather than a gmail domain so often you get these kind of spammy emails that come from um i don't know lana at gmail.com or whatever it would be mm-hmm. and straight away you kind of bin those and and just ignore them and, and often they they do that people do that because they don't want to damage the um, their own domain because they're sending out hundreds of thousands if not millions of, of emails just bulk sending um and obviously you can't you can't damage uh the sendability of gmail but you can your own domain
0: yeah i think you know i, I as you well know i'm a, i'm a bit of a grammar fanatic and i think one of the things that just it really jumps out at me is the fact that it is quite poorly written. It's quite poorly spaced. Sometimes they've put a space between each paragraph and sometimes they haven't. They've highlighted certain words, which seem completely irrelevant. Some words they've started with capital letters and others they haven't. So, for example, they've, they've said traffic once with a capital T and traffic once without a capital T. Um, and I think what really annoys me at the end as well is that they've just said waiting for your response You know, they have said, we'll send you more information and then waiting for your response. And that just seems really presumptuous to me. They have put on the bottom a a fixed pricing. uh, Our pricing for fixing the issues will cost $200 in brackets one time. And again, that just to me, it's like, how on earth could you possibly say that? you know, you cannot say on the first cold email to somebody, it's going to cost £200 to fix all of your issues. And that to, straight away, I was just like, no. I mean, I was, I was already because, you know, <laughs> we can do SEO. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of things in that that could be uh, improved, aren't there?
1: Without a doubt, yeah. Mm.
0: Okay, right. So that's the first one. We will now have a look at another one. So um, the next one we're going to look at is, uh, it's this one that came here through Candid HR newsletter. Now, again, you know, nothing about Candid HR. I know them. They are lovely people. They've sent this newsletter. Now, first of all, it comes through uh, as an email that says this is, you know, our, our latest um uh email newsletter is out now and then you click through and it opens it up as a pdf it was attached to an email newsletter Um, and this is the pdf and it's actually quite nice isn't it it's been nicely designed Uh, you know they've got their branding on there they've got quite a few things here so they've got first of all they've started with this month's headlines and this then takes you through to articles on their blog Um, and then they've got some information that's available to businesses such as information on the latest uh, announcements by Rishi Sunak They've got a big call to action button here. Contact us. They've got a little bit of information about the actual company. Um, So I quite like this one, actually. I I think this is very nicely done. I know I'm showing all of you these completely cold and you haven't had a chance to look at them before. Um, But yeah, what do you think of this one?
1: Um, So if we just scroll, scroll back up. So for most of the people, most of the people who are listening to this won't be able to see what we're seeing. So we're looking at a, a PDF that has a traditional masthead at the top that says uh, Candid HR newsletter. Um, and it's it's very much set out as a magazine would be set out. Yeah. It's in a column, broken up into column formats like a magazine would. But then it does inject um, or include some call to actions that, that almost look like buttons but they, they don't quite feel like buttons. Um, I wouldn't open a PDF that somebody sends me that I that, that they told me was a newsletter. Mm. I just wouldn't do it. Uh, I think there's probably too much information on there for me uh, I, I just there's it, it, just overload there's just so much things going on. I think that they could have stripped it right back to a few points on the email and then click through to pages on the website to read more, find out more information um, and, and gone that way. But saying that, it depends who their audience is. And some, you know, if you've got an audience that were perhaps as they're slightly older um, and they're used to looking at things that feel a bit more like magazines um, or a bit more like physical newsletters then perhaps it would work it's not certainly not to my taste I'd be interested to to see some of the stats behind it and work out how it actually has has worked for them mm.
0: I think that's really really important key actually isn't it because you're absolutely right I think didn't upon first glance read this. I got the the email. Went it didn't go into my junk. It didn't get filtered into my junk. It came directly into my filtered email, and and it was from somebody I know. So they've done well in that respect. They've sent it from a person who I have an actual connection with. Directly, they've sent me an email and they've said, "Here is our newsletter. It's attached as a PDF." Now the problem is. We are all busy, you know, and I have, when I open my emails in the morning, I've got probably 15 to 20 emails that actually need my attention. So although they've managed to circumnavigate all of the spam filters and they've sent it personally to me, they've sent me something that actually at that point isn't necessarily relevant. I mean, for starters, I don't do the HR within Grow Traffic. That's mainly sort of Hannah's responsibility. Yep. Um, so they've kind of sent it to the wrong person anyway. I'm not really interested in HR, you know, if we've got a specific issue, I will probably go and Google it. It's not the sort of thing that I'm going to read up on. So, you know, whilst I think they've done, they've been quite intelligent about this in certain ways, in another way, it's just not relevant to me. And you're absolutely right. I don't have the time to go and read a, a lengthy email newsletter. If there was something really pertinent that I really needed to know about, then yes, they should have just sent that as the headline fact. Maybe, you know, Rishi. Sunak has said the furlough scheme is ending. This is what you need to know. Three bullet points. Do you want to know more? Go and read our email newsletter. So, yeah, I feel it, whilst this is a really lovely piece of content that they've created, it kind of misses the mark, or it certainly misses the mark for me. It misses
1: the mark for you. And if you could just scroll back up, because I I did actually work in marketing in the HR space for, for a good few years. Um, one of the things to say about that space, if you are targeting um, HR managers, HR professionals, you do use a very different tone, a very different um, way to position your kind of content and, and 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 a business because a business owner is looking for those quick headlines, those those uh, they don't have you know they don't have a lot of time. They're looking for um, immediate kind of answers to the things that are worrying and bothering them. Whereas HR professionals spend a lot more time considering things. They are used to regularly updating their their skills and um, keeping on, you know, a bridge of all the changing trends in HR. So they would be probably more inclined to to sitting down and going through this. And it's also a bit fluffy Mm. um, and it's a bit woolly and it's a bit soft and, you know,
0: you know what, what you- though, because this is one of the things we were talking about actually last week is I I get a, a, a HR email newsletter from another supplier. Again, somebody who I network with. Um, She's part of a HR franchise, face-to-face HR. So it's the franchise that sends out the email newsletter as opposed to her personally, but it goes obviously to her distribution list. Now, again, this one comes directly into my filtered inbox. It doesn't, it doesn't go out through my spam because it comes directly from her, but it's not an attached piece. PDF. It's part of the actual email body itself. But what I like about her HR newsletter is it gives me a case study every single week, and it's quite short. You know, it's like two, three hundred words. This is a case that we experienced. It relates to this that's happening in the news now because of X, Y, Z, and this is how we resolved it. Now I'm nosy, so I will read that because I'm interested in oh, what's going on with what in what juicy case study have they been dealing with this week? You know, and that. That grabs me on a much more human, personal level than this one does. This one is much more about uh, regulation and industry changes and all the rest of it. So absolutely, I hear what you're saying. This, This sounds very much like it's pitched towards somebody who works in the HR sector, whereas the other one, which I will read, is much more widely, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're a HR person, you just have to be a bit nosy and you've got their name at the top of your, you know, front of mind, haven't you? Um, So yeah, anything final you want to say about this one? I did quite yeah. like this at the end. So they've got they've got this kind of connection here to, to, to training, coaching and training and stuff that they can take you straight through to. But um, again, as you just said before, that's on page three of quite a meaty newsletter. So I probably would have lost interest in, before I even got to that bit.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I, I just, while we, while we were just looking at that, I just had a look at the website and they, they do come across as being um, probably more, hr manager focus hr professional focus Mm -hmm. uh than than communicating directly with the business owner so you know it's a different it's a different approach and and that's it's important to recognize that but i think that um i mean personally for me you know i wouldn't open a a a pdf that somebody sent me probably Mm. but but that, that's just me. This, I mean, that I, I would love to know how much time they've put into to well, this because this is, this must have taken quite a while to put this together.
0: I'm glad you said that because that leads us nicely on to our next example. So our next example is from another friend of mine, uh, Adam Robinson from J2 Technology. Now, Adam is, he's in one of my networking groups. You know, I've, I've worked with him quite extensively. He absolutely, he, he, you know, he knows his stuff. He knows an awful lot of stuff stuff about this. And he has been sending out this email newsletter for quite some time now. So this one, uh, again, it comes to you as an email that comes directly to me unfortunately nine times out of ten this one gets caught in my junk filter so occasionally emails from adam will come directly to me uh, as you can see this one well you can't see if you're listening on podcasts but this one comes from info app j2 technology but it but the the name is adam from j2 technology um When Adam obviously emails me directly, it goes straight into my filtered inbox and I I see it no problem. But this one always gets caught by my spam filter. Um, So it comes through and it says uh, our October monthly newsletter has just been published. It's got a nice mass. So it is an email newsletter. You know, it's obviously been done in uh, MailChimp or whatever. Uh, But then you have to click through to view the actual newsletter. So he does say in this introductory piece, it says, you know, we're talking about risks to your business blah 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 and then we've included humor trivia and there's a quick fire quiz to earn a 10 pound voucher doesn't say what the 10 pound voucher is for but they're giving an incentive to click through then you click through and you come through to the email newsletter um, which is actually hosted on the website. So it takes you through to your website. You then click onto it. So we're now on our fourth click, um, and it brings you onto this email newsletter reading portal, which is a little bit like reading a magazine. Um, and this, again, as you said before, Dalit, this is a meaty newsletter. I mean, if you can hear that on the podcast, It's got a page turner. It's like an old-fashioned page turner. Um, And there's an awful lot of stuff in this. I mean, that question of how long is it taking people? If this is a monthly newsletter, this must be somebody's job.
1: How many pages is that, by the way? I think
0: that's four. I think there's four pages. So one... Two, three, four, five. It's a five page. It's five page. Yeah. I do. I mean, there are things that I really like about this. So, for example, they've got these, you know, little bits of technology, um, you know, uh, sorry, little bits of technology trivia here that are going on. Um, and there's like a little, a little bit of a quiz. This is to win the voucher. Um, you know, there's there's a lot going on in here. Inspirational quote. Microsoft three six five tips. Uh, you know there are calls to action as well let's have a video call there's an advert there's an article about risks to your business of cybercrime. um what do you think you tell me what you think
1: i think it's, it's to say i mean looking at it um i think it's um it, it's one of those newsletters that's produced by a, a company that, that that come in and say we we will do this and they kind of have a, a a structure and a, a, a template in place and you get a 10 page kind of mini magazine every month to send out to your team mm-hmm. um you're you're i don't know it. it's the same as the other one for, for me um it the the only thing i would say that the other one the previous newsletter that we just looked at probably was targeting women uh, whereas this one looks more masculine in in the way that it's has uh, been designed and and you know, that probably reflects the, the two different target audiences that it's total it's, target markets that it's going out to. Um, I I didn't like the fact that we clicked through from another email. It, it is going out via MailChimp. So um, just while we're talking about things going into spam folders, when you're using a, a, a bulk emailer, you need to um, use the uh, DMARC uh, domain name settings and add those to your DNS so that it uh, kind of it, it looks more valid when it's, when it's going out. Because what's happening at the moment is you're sending this out via MailChimp, and although it's coming out as his, um, as his domain, uh, you know, your server that's receiving it can tell that that's, a, that's like a, a cloaked uh, domain. So it's not actually coming from your domain, it's coming from MailChimp.
0: And Mailchimp experience, you know, people who uh, send email newsletters. I mean, we we use Mailchimp, don't we, and grow traffic. But this is a very common thing with Mailchimp. You have to go through a bit of a process, don't you, to approve your domain so that it doesn't get caught in people's spam filters.
1: Absolutely, yeah. That, that I mean, that's it. You've got to you've got to add um, you've got to add those um, files to your DNS. That's the best. That's the first thing you need to do, and the other thing that you've got to watch for is people marking it as a spam and that's why it's really important to have an unsubscribe link in your newsletter and if you're sending out um a newsletter to tens or hundreds of thousands i always recommend putting Two unsubscribe links, one at the top of the newsletter and one at the bottom of the newsletter, so that that people have the opportunity to immediately unsubscribe rather than marking it as spam and potentially burning your uh, or blacklisting or greylisting your domain.
0: Mm. I do want us to, you know, I don't want to feel like we're laboring a point, but I do think it's really important as well to go back to that four clicks to get through to read the email newsletter. You know, again, if I think I check my emails first thing in the morning and then, you know, periodically throughout the day, but, but usually these kind of email newsletters will be there when people wake up, won't they? Um, uh, that, that's quite actually, that's usually a good way of sort of circumnavigating that. That's why they say send them out sort of late morning or early afternoon so that you you don't catch people whilst they're going through that early morning, you know, deleting all the ones that don't immediately require attention. Because if you send it out overnight, it's waiting there. They're just not going to have time to read it. So send it during the day when they've already done that. Um, but, you know, this one comes through, goes into the junk. Uh, so, you know, assuming that I'm going to see it, I have to click a link. Uh, I have to oh, click to open it. I have to click a link to go uh, and follow it. I then have to, uh, that takes me to the website. I then have to click onto this. So actually it's three clicks, isn't it not for In order to read that. By the time I've done that, I'm then faced with this really meaty newsletter. Now, whilst it is excellent and it's full of really good, really valuable content, I realistically, I'm going to have to, in my mind, set aside 15, 20 minutes to sit there and read that. And, you know, if I'm in the middle of a busy working day, I'm just not going to do it, are they? So would you say in most cases this type of email newsletter is just overkill?
1: I I feel it's overkill. Um, it it depends. It depends on your your, your audience, isn't it? Your market, who you're mm. going after and what they're actually looking for. And maybe having this kind of um, quite meaty, weighty um, newsletter adds a certain level of credibility.
0: All of this content is really, really valuable though, isn't it? And we don't want to, you know, all of this is great. Is there a better way that we could be using this content rather than having it in the, this newsletter format, do you think?
1: Well, at the moment, yeah, because if you look at this, it's, I mean, the the URL is forward slash newsletters. So whilst the PDF can be read, um, or, you know, just about be read by Google, um, if it's always on this, uh, on this domain, every time the, the new newsletter goes out, all this content will be lost, and it won't be available on his website. So uh this would be better as being independent separate blog pieces mm.
0: um and this, the trivia could be used for the social media you know there's a little bit there you know the word robot comes from the czech word robota which means forced labor um you know that i mean that that's a great piece of content for social media isn't it
1: uh, and it could be as well they they could be doing all this you know I've i've not looked into it they could you could find that they are Using this on their social media, they Mm. could be all these pieces could be in the blog as well. Um, So, so I don't know, but but yeah.
0: I just as a kind of side note so the the Optimist, if you've never listened before I'm a soroptimist. I mention it every opportunity I get um, but we used to have a physical magazine that was sent out the Sir Optimist news it was a quarterly magazine and it had all sorts of you know information relevant to the Sir Optimist. so this is what different clubs have been up to and these are you know headliners from fundraisers that we've done and things like that um, and that that was a physical magazine that was posted out to every Sir Optimist. now obviously that was quite a costly process. So they looked at how they could streamline that. And they went to one of these magazine readers. So it's available on the website. An email goes out and says, your your edition of Seroptimist News is now available. Head onto the website to read it. And we did a massive survey last year on on how that impacted readership. And while some people said they were much, uh, you know, they preferred it because it, it, all about catalogue was there and they could read it as and when and they could come back to it and blah, blah, blah. Readership massively went down because it relied on people having to go and take that action. And when somebody drops something in your lap, you know, you are going to just sit there and flick through it whilst you're having a coffee or waiting for your toast to burn or whatever. Whereas if you have to actually think, right, now I'm going to go and do that. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to log on. I'm going to read it. It, it it just doesn't happen because your day runs away with you, doesn't it? So you know, the, the, is there an argument that, that this would be better printed out and posted out to people?
1: Um, well, it might be. I don't know. It depends. Yeah, it depends.
0: It, <laughs> yeah, it does. It,
1: yeah. it it might it might be better being printed out and sent to people. Um, and and likewise, uh, I don't know if, if I don't know IT directors might absolutely want to be sat there reading this type of content on their, um, on their tablet or whatever they use. So who, who knows
0: yeah and i mean there is a massive return at the moment isn't that To old-fashioned mail i know a lot of companies are sending out you know traditional mail and lumpy mail obviously the, the problem with that is that not everybody's back in the office still on a full-time basis after covid so you know there's a lot of uh downsides to sending out old-fashioned mail as well but um yeah i think I, personally for me i would think going forwards Whilst I don't think there's an argument to take this content down off your website, I think there's a more effective way that you could have it on your website. And I think that you could break this whole newsletter down into just a few bullet points that is sent out directly to people so that they can get just the headline facts that they want. And they're not having to dedicate, you know, half an hour to sit down and click through and read through this stuff. Uh, That would be my recommendation. Um, Okay. Anything you want to add on that before we go on to the final one? Let's crack on. Okay. So last one that we're going to look at, and just, just to clarify, we didn't do these in any specific order. These are not, you know, worst through to best. Um, but this one's come from Neil Patel. Now, obviously, those of us in the uh, SEO industry will know who Neil Patel is. He's, he's one of our industry influencers. Um, he runs a, a platform called uh, Ubersuggest. Um he uh, obviously is sending us this because we are, you know, signed up to it, Uber suggests. So, this is part of a uh, automated marketing system that just periodically sends out uh, a, an email to somebody. Now, whilst this again go, it, you know, this is not strictly an email newsletter, um, what I like about this one is, uh, well, there's a few things actually I like about it. Uh, first of all, it, it's written properly. Uh, it's spaced out nicely. It's not got random capital letters or uh, it's not randomly in bold or anything. Um, The other thing I like about it is it finishes with the call to action. So, you know, schedule a call with my team is is the final thing that you read when you're on this. But the other thing is, it's actually not specifically, I mean, obviously, it's trying to sell you something, but it's not Overtly trying to sell me something. What it is doing is it's giving me a tip on how I could make my existing content slightly more impactful. Um, it's a little bit American-y. I don't like the fact that it starts with hey. Uh, they are, there's there's literally no personalization in there whatsoever, but it tells me very easily. It's saying, you know, do you want more traffic from existing content? Well, go to Google Analytics, go to Search Console, have a look at this bit of data, make this tweak. That could make all the difference if you want to know more, schedule a call with the team. Um, And to me, when we go back to all of the points that we've said, you know, make sure it's relevant to your audience. It absolutely is relevant to me. Uh, Make sure it's, you know, short and sweet. It absolutely is. You know, it sticks to the point. It's telling me one thing it's giving me one call of action. Uh, I don't get these all the time. You know, maybe once a fortnight, I'll get an email from, from Neil Patel and the team, but I think it's probably more like once a month. Um, And it's, just it kind of ticks all the boxes for me what do you think Dolly?
1: um so we should probably say what it is first So so it's an email from neil patel that's giving you um a tip about click-through rate optimization it's it's basically telling you how to do click-through rate optimization i've actually seen this in multiple different formats from from neilpatel.com um they write. Have you,
0: have you seen the joke about uh, Neil Patel being the Joe Cocker of, of SEO because he just covers everybody else's content but does it slightly better?
1: <laughs> no, I, I've not seen that. But...
0: And I've just realised you don't know who Joe Cocker is either, so that, that joke will fall very flat with you. Uh, but carry on, apologise. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you for, for that, Rachel. I, I, I do actually.
0: I oh, do. You?
1: Um, but. Yeah, so I, I've seen this many times, but not I don't mean from different people. I mean from Neil Patel. I've All seen right. it in emails, I've seen I've seen him in, in white papers. It's really interesting, but um, that he targets people using this same message, this click mm. rate, through rate optimization. Yeah. And he's been doing it for years. Um, and and that that's a that's just an interesting point. But it's it's a it's a nice handy email, isn't it? It's a nice email to send through. We're going to give you some information about how to do this and you get to the bottom of it. And it, the call to action is basically we can help you do this. Give us a call if you need some help. Mm. Um, so we have told you how to do it. Give us a call if you can't be bothered doing it yourself is almost what it says, which in many ways is exactly the same thing that we do. When we create, say, a blog post and we tell people what something is and how to do something, And then we just have a small call to action at the end. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, abs- it's absolutely, it's quite a good, I would say it's a good email. There's just yeah. one link in it. There's just one call to action. Um, like you say, it's very well written. Neil Patel's stuff generally is
0: mm. um,
1: quite well honed. Yeah, no, I like it
0: yeah good uh, and I mean this is this is what we do with the Google uh, with the Google Analytics with the Grow traffic uh, email newsletter as well and I'm absolutely not holding our email newsletter up as some paragon shining example because we know there's a lot we need to improve with it but we we will we have three parts to our email newsletter we say this is the thing that's happening in the world of SEO but it's not just an irrelevant update it's all of our content is targeted at small to medium business owners so we only tell some about an algorithm update, if it's genuinely relevant to them. So if it might change their keywords, or might mean they need to make changes to their content, or whatever, we don't just tell them about the, you know, the everyday updates that are going on because they don't, they don't care. It's not relevant to their job. So we will tell them if something specific is happening that they need to be aware of. We'll say this is happening. This is what you need to do about it. If you want to read more, go here. If you want any help or you want to chat about it, you know, give us a ring. This is what we do. Um, so it, it both it both helps the reader, but it also allows us to tell more people about products and services that we provide without explicitly having a sales message and saying, did you know we do this? Um, so that, that's one part. The second part is that we have a, a funny bit, which is our mock agony ant column, where we will have people like Elon Musk and Donald Trump and stuff writing in with their problems. Um, and then, the, you know, it's vaguely related to an SEO query that we could then help them with uh, That's called Dear Chloe. Um, And then we have our our links through to our most recent blog posts or our most relevant blog posts, if it's a specific thing that we're talking about on the email newsletter. So, uh, again, I think, you know, that's quite a nice example of of how to do it in that you keep it short and sweet. We've got something that's useful. We've got something that's funny. And we've got links to our content. And we send that out no more than once a month. So I, I think, you know, back to what we were saying before, it, it's, abs- you know, there's nothing specifically wrong with anything that any of these people have done, except the first one, which was just appalling. You know, the, the newsletters that they're providing, the emails that they're sending out, they're good. They're good quality. They're full of great content. They're very useful to their audience. But I think what what they just need doing is refining a little bit more, you know, strip it down, make sure it's relevant to the person that you're sending it to, and, and make sure it, it's as easy and as quick for them to consume as it possibly can be. What do you think, Dali? Any final Words before we finish.
1: Yeah, I mean we've looked at we've looked at a number of different emails, and half of them have been email newsletters, and half of them have been um, outbound kind of sales messages. And I think it's just important to understand what what you're doing and, and why you're doing it. Always kind of focus on the objective of your content and and remember the marketing side of email marketing um just understand why you're doing it you know if you're sending out a newsletter largely it's to communicate with a with your existing customer base generally speaking Mm -hmm. and you are informing educating them Um, you're keeping them you're keeping them warm they're currently in the, you're trying to keep them in the loyalty phase so that when they're ready to, you know, re-engage with your products or they need your products and services again, they suddenly remember you. Mm. They don't have to go right back to the beginning of the buyer journey. so, and I think so that's
0: really important to remember. And that's the thing that people forget, isn't it? They, they use their email newsletters a little bit like they use their social media feeds as their personal advertising platforms. And it's not about you. And it's not about you selling a product or service. It's about you just doing that front of mind marketing. Because for most things, for you know, for HR, for IT support, people are only going to need you once or twice within their career, probably, because, you know, they're, they're going to engage a company and they're probably going to stick with them for quite a long time so the chances of your email newsletter hitting that person at the time that they specifically need you are are tiny absolutely minuscule so don't get disheartened by tiny click-through rates and tiny open rates uh, because that that's just the nature of the beast isn't it it
1: it is yeah and and bear in mind that It depends. And every industry is different. Every industry has different open rates. You can actually um, go and just do a quick Google and find industry um, level open rates and click-through rates uh, for for email marketing, for for newsletters and email marketing. So you can get a feel for what the kind of different, what what, what actually is, is good and bad for your industry. And you can find sometimes, you know, I was listening to what you said before about the diminishing click-through rates, but I've, I've sent email newsletters out before that consistently had kind of 40, 50% open rates. Um, They consistently also had 10% unsubscribe rates, things like that. I've also sent other ones out that, that were open by one to 2% of the, the audience. And, and part, partly the reason for that is that, you know, the customer base wasn't engaged with the with the brand or and, and that's okay. And that was the way it was supposed to be. So mm. one or two percent was good in one situation, whereas 40 or 50% was good in the other situation.
0: Mm. And I think that's, again, that brings us to our, you know, our final point that we talked about last week, which is the use your analytics and, and rate and review, understand what is normal for your sector, understand what is acceptable for your company, and then try and get those two things to, to measure, to match. Um, and that will take a little bit of trial and error. And, it, you know, it might take quite a lot of and, and several months of disappointment whilst you figure out exactly what is going to hit the nail with your audience. Um, but when you find that, that sweet spot you 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 know you you'll know about it and keep going and and do more of that and if you're not that's why you know if you're not keeping your eye on those those metrics you just don't know do you you've got no idea what's going on um okay final words
1: final words from me
0: final words from you final final words
1: from me i would say um email marketing uh more generally is is remember that it is just about um, focusing on what you the reason why you're doing it Mm -hmm. make sure it's good quality Um, don't forget that the most important thing that you can play with is going to be the subject line
0: yes yeah. Well, and again, we talked about that last week in a bit more detail. So please go back and listen to last week's session. Um, yeah, mine would just be keep it short and sweet. Keep really, you know, the, in fact, there is no such thing as too short, because think about what people are doing when they are looking through their email inbox, you have got to grab their attention, whilst they are potentially at the most kind of frantic sorting point of the day. So if you are not going to, you know, do something that's going to grab them, it's gone and that opportunity is gone. And they've they've closed it and they're never coming back. So really think about, you know, how, how am I going to make an impact with somebody in the shortest period of time uh, during that, that busy time in their, their heads and their days. Um, That's it. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, If you liked this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review and tell your friends about it. If you would also like to watch the video where you can see the emails that we are talking about, it will go up on our YouTube channel and, You are also very welcome there to subscribe and leave us a comment. If you would like to ask us a question or get us to look at your email newsletters, you can email info at growtraffic.co.uk. And you can also find both of us and Grow Traffic on all of the social medias. Search for Grow Traffic, capital G, capital T, no space, or Simon Daly or Rachel Weinhold, and you will find us. That's it. That's it. We're off. It's the weekend. Let's go for cocktails. Thank you very much, Simon Daly. We'll be back next week with something else.
1: Sounds good to me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.